Hello and welcome to Spirit Life Applied, episode 24, The Great Exchange. Today we're looking in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 28 through 32. We'll be completing this chapter this week. I want to get right into it so we can make good use of our time. It says in verse 28 in the New King James, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. In the Amplified, it reads like this, Let the thief steal no more, but rather let him be industrious, making an honest living with his own hands, so that he may be able to give to those in need. Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden Him by whom you were sealed. You're marked or branded as God's own secured for the day of redemption, of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, and resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, and slander, evil speaking, abusive, or blasphemous language, be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind, and become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another, readily and freely, as God in Christ forgave you. Today's episode is entitled, The Great Exchange. You know, this scripture pretty much preaches for itself. It's teaching is very plain. And I don't need to elaborate a lot for us to learn. It's all about, you know, putting on the new man that we've talked about. How that that new nature in us causes us to make an exchange, a great exchange for some old ways. So he tells us, he points out some of the ways that we need to make sure we're getting rid of, and the new ways that we're taking on. He says, you know, let him who stole steal no longer in the first verse of 28 that we looked at. So we need to exchange thievery for labor used to bless others in need. God has a work ethic that he teaches through the word of God 
There's other scriptures that support the work ethic that says, you know, uh, that we should work with our hands and that he that won't work, don't let him eat. If someone is is uh, trying to just be lazy and take advantage of others, then they need the discipline of labor in their lives. Of course, we understand there are those who are disabled and unable to work, and it is our Christian duty and uh, God's will for us to help those. So those of us who can work should help those who cannot. And that is God's character coming out in us. But the work ethic is something that we need to grasp hold of in today's society and be willing to do our part, to work with our hands instead of trying to do something opposite, manipulate others or deceive others into giving to us or to just be lazy and expect others to meet our needs. God expects us to be responsible for ourselves if we are able to do work, to do it, and to earn our keep. So we put away thievery. We no longer practice any kind of of taking advantage of others or of flat-out stealing from others. That's so far from what the new man is. And it says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. In the Amplified, it says, Let no foul or polluting language or evil word nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. You know, it's pretty popular today to speak crudely, to use foul language, to have a potty mouth, you might say, to use crude or dirty jokes, or just to put down others, to make little criticizing remarks that, you know, there's a saying, it doesn't take much size to criticize. When you uh, put others down in an effort to uh, maybe make yourself look better or when you're just teasing someone, you have to be careful that you're not doing something that is degrading to that person. It's never never God's will for us to be that way towards anyone. No matter what they've done or who they are, we are to be builders. We're not to be destroyers. We are to build up and lift up others. So don't let any foul or polluting language or evil word or unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as is good and beneficial to the needs of others or the spiritual progress of others. Think about that. we got to exchange the bitterness for kindness, for exchange the wrath for tenderheartedness and compassion, the anger for understanding ill will for forgiveness. These are the exchanges that the Holy Spirit is pleased with. When we take part in things that speak foul language, we listen and watch movies and people talk that are filthy, have filthy mouths. 
We are partaking in that, and it is polluting us. And we need to realize that our ears are not trash buckets, but we are God's vessel, and the Holy Spirit is in us. He has sealed us. And when we take part in things that are foul, we are being polluted, and it will offend the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to tell us, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not offend or vex or sadden him. Think about that. When we partake in things that are full of filth in verbal language, we are vexing and grieving and saddening the Holy Spirit. And we want to get rid of those things and make the exchange that's godly. What pleases Him is what matters. Having the Holy Spirit on board is makes all the difference. And He brings a presence. He is holy. <laughs> we cannot separate holiness from the Holy Spirit. Some people would try to deceive into believing that you can have the presence of God without the holiness of God, but he's the Holy Spirit of God. So there is a conduct, there is a character that comes with him, that builds up, that lifts up. There is a presence that causes others to know that there is hope in you, that brings life, that brings joy, that brings peace, kindness, forgiveness. This is what the Holy Spirit brings and projects and there is an atmosphere that surrounds you at all times. And you will either exude the presence of the Holy Spirit or you will allow your flesh to be manipulated by the devil, by giving place to him, by allowing anger and wrath and malice, unkindness, evil words, unwholesome talk. All of these things come into play and they grieve the Holy Spirit. So today, make a choice that you're going to put away these things that would affect your speech. I encourage you to read James chapter 3. It's all about our language. And take account for what you're speaking. Clean out the things that you may have in your library, whether it's through things you listen to, a podcast like this, or music that you listen to? Is there foul or polluting language? Is it full of words that corrupt and tear down others? These are things that grieve the Holy Spirit. And we're learning. The Word of God is our manual, and He teaches us how to live and walk and talk and think. And He, through His Word, is giving us great instruction on how to build up others. So be a builder not a destroyer. Verse 31 says, Let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, resentment, anger, animosity, quarreling, which is brawling, clamor, and contention, and slander, evil speaking or abusive, blasphemous language, be banished be banished from you with all malice. 
that spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind? How are your feelings towards others? You know, the Holy Spirit, He searches our heart and He sees what we, how we feel. Do we have ill will towards someone? He wants to clean that out of you today. He wants to give you the great exchange. Verse 32 tells us what we can replace all of those filthy things with. We can become useful. We can become helpful. Kind to one another. Tender-hearted. We can look at others with compassion and understanding. Having a loving heart. Forgiving one another. Readily and freely. As God in Christ forgave you. You've been forgiven today. And he said in his word that when we don't forgive, our Father in heaven cannot forgive us. He said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Think about that. Has Jesus forgiven you? Has he cleansed you and washed you and cleansed you from all your sin? We can turn around and say, I choose to forgive those that maybe have mistreated me or been spiteful. Maybe there's someone that you know they have ill will towards you. Maybe they're jealous of you or have envy towards you. And you feel their constant resentment. There may not be a lot you can do about that but in the physical realm, but there is in the spiritual realm. You can be a forgiver, number one, and you can pray for them. You can be kind to them. You can be helpful. When they want to wish harm, you become someone who tries to help. And you become tender-hearted and compassionate towards them. You see, when someone acts according to the ways of the, the fleshly man and the Satan himself, they're the ones that we should have compassion on because they're headed for an eternity without God. They are doomed to reap what they are sowing. And they are the ones that are in line to suffer. And we as Christians, we that have Jesus in our hearts, we have a promise of heaven. We have a promise of peace and joy and the cleansing that comes continually upon our lives as we believe and walk in the light as He is in the light. And so when we have that kind of fellowship with God, we have such benefits that we should feel compassion. We should feel sorry for those who are acting in a way that's going to reap them a harvest of hurt. <laughs> so let's turn it around. Let's get the godly perspective and see that those who mistreat us, instead of being resentful and hateful back to them, let's realize that we must have compassion and love towards them because their souls are hanging in the balance, and they need Jesus, and we are their hope. I hope this has blessed you today. 
May you have a complete abiding of the Holy Spirit and not allow Him to be grieved in any way. And when you become filled with the temptation to be angry or to speak evil words, to be hateful in your language, ask the Holy Spirit to help you in those moments. He'll come around and He'll give you strength. You'll just trust in God to bring you to a place where you build up instead of tearing down. And you'll find that there is so much more joy and peace in your life when you choose to make the great exchange. God bless you.